we are, I don't know, I just, we are probably, we've been pastoring here for 13 years now, and um, we are probably in, in the greatest spiritual awakening personally that we've been in in our lives. Would you agree with that? And we want you to come along, amen? Do you want to come along with us? Amen. We want, to, we, want to come, we want you to come along. Because how many of you know when good things happen, you want good things to happen to others? And I'm telling you, whether OU wins or OU loses, whether OSU wins or OSU loses, God is still a good God. Amen. Come on. He's still on the throne. Amen. I'm gonna, uh, when the ushers get back out, I'm going to have them go ahead and they're going to pass, pass out a handout to you. And I, wanna, I really want to give this to you because... I'm just going to touch base briefly on it today, but um, this is we're going to use this for Wednesday night before we break down into a small group that Shelly talked to you about, about honor among us. And I know that every time uh, you, I have a handout, you forget to listen to what I'm saying and you just begin to look at the handout. But that's okay. Let's look at it. I'm going I'm to let you go ahead and look at it. When they all get it passed out, we'll look at it and then and I'll ask you to, um, to kind of put it away. Save it for Wednesday night. You can bring that thing back Wednesday night. We do gather at Wednesday night at 6.30. Say 6.30. The kids, some of you are looking and going, where are the kids? Where are the kids at? The kids have been back working on the, the Christmas program. They're back every gathering on Wednesdays and Sundays. They're in the back working on that program. Our Christmas program is going to be November the 30th. It's a Wednesday night, November the 30th. Okay, write that down, jot that down, and let's take a look at it. Wednesday the 30th. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about something here today, but I want you to hear the grace and the goodness of God. Can you hear that? Say, God is a God of grace, a God of mercy, of righteousness, and He's a good God. I'm going to break some things down for you today. I'm not a, um, a real good teacher. I like to preach, but I'm going to teach a little bit this morning because I believe the Holy Spirit is helping me. Amen? But then, then I'm probably going to preach as soon as we get through doing some teaching. I kind of gave you something there. It's called the history of man from Adam to Christ because a lot of times we don't teach much on this. We don't see it, and, and you, you, you may not get an understanding of it, but I wanted you to know that in the beginning was God. Are you with me? So God started things, and He didn't start things billions of years ago. He started things about 6,000 years ago, okay? If you, if you don't agree with that, then get on Grady's website. We brought a uh, scientist in to prove that God started things about 6,000 years ago. So from the very beginning, you see the beginning there where it was zero. And then there was Adam. Say, Adam was in the beginning, right? <laughs> Adam was in the beginning. And Adam's first two sons were Cain and Abel, and Abel brought a sacrifice, a lamb, for his sins according to God's command, and God was pleased. Cain's sacrifice, the fruit of the ground, he was not acceptable because it was not according to the word of God, and God rejected it. Cain killed Abel and was exiled as punishment and not, exec not executed. So God sealed Cain, and he said, nobody else is going to mess with you because I'm going to seal you. So we've got, we've got some things going on from the very beginning. Can you say punishment? So we can see some things from the very beginning. You know, the, the Bible consists of what? Consists of the Old Testament, okay? And then it consists of what? 
New Testament. Oh, you guys are awesome. So we've got the Old Testament and the New Testament. How many of you know in the New Testament we are under grace? Say grace. But I want you to know that, that things started out under grace. Things started out under grace. Okay, so we go from Adam, we go to, you got Methuselah there, you see Noah there a thousand years later. You see the flood at 1656 years from Adam. Now it depends on what theological school you go to, where you've been from. These dates could be a little here or there, all right? So I don't want you to get caught up and say, no, no, I know it was 1657. <laughs> it wasn't 1656, it was 1657. It's wrong. Just give us some grace, amen? Then you can see the age of the patriarchs. I want you to flip over on the second page. Many years ago, we, when it was probably the year 2000, 2001, somebody came up to me and asked me about Adam. And then they turned around and asked me about Abraham. And they said, how about Abraham? And Abraham had, had, had his wife and he lied that it wasn't his wife, that it was his sister. Okay? How come he wasn't killed? And I thought that was a good question. Okay, so let's take a look at this. So there was Abraham and then Isaac and then Jacob. We know Joseph, right? Joseph. And Israel entered into Egypt. And then who, who got him out of Egypt? Everybody. Moses. Some of you, if you don't know this, it's okay. If you don't know it, we're going to learn it today. Amen. Moses brought him up out of Egypt. Okay. When he got up out of Egypt, you're going to see what happened, that the law was given at Mount Sinai to Moses. Okay? So who would you say that Moses represents? Okay? I got some of them that says he represents the Old Testament, but wasn't the Old Testament the before Moses? Okay? Y'all just stay with me. We're going to connect this thing. So before Moses, and Moses came, and what did, what did he, after Mount Sinai, what did he get at Mount Sinai? Can you guys see that? That's, can you see that thing? I need a curved one. He, he, the law. You can see the, the law. So when did the law come? Did the law come in the beginning, or did the law come on Mount Sinai? Okay. You okay? Can I go ahead? So we've, we've come to a place here that I want us to be able to see because this right here, I did the law in red, and I'm not real good on these colors, but Abraham had made some mistakes, didn't he? And God didn't zap him. Do you know why? So would it be safe to say that in the beginning there was the grace of God? From the very start, there was the grace of God. Okay? Now, we can see when the law came forth that there was some things. There was still grace of God in the law. Hello? But now, all of a sudden, you, uh, according to the law, you become righteous by doing what? Are you getting any of this? Okay, put your papers away. So from the law to Christ, and it's on your papers, you can look at that, and we're going we're gonna to unfold this thing even more so um, Wednesday night. 
Okay? So we're looking at some things and we're saying, okay, we're going to operate by the law. There's a law, we're going to operate by the law. So let's put up the Ten Commandments. Anybody know about the Ten Commandments? Amen. Let's put them up, okay? The first one is, thou shall have no other gods before me. You can find this in um, Exodus 20. It says, number two, thou shall not make unto thy any graven image. Number three, thou shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Number four, remember the Sabbath and to keep it holy. Number five, honor thy father and thy mother. Number six, thou shall not kill. Number seven, thou shall not commit adultery. Number eight, thou shall not steal. Number nine, thou shall not bear false witness against thy neighbor. And number ten, thou shall not what? Shall not covet. So all of a sudden... We see these things, and these are the Ten Commandments. How many of you know that there was two sets of commandments? Did you know that he brought the first ones down and he broke them? He threw them down, he got mad, he threw them down and broke them and had to go back up (laughs) and say, okay, God, (laughs) how many of you would want to be Moses? I wouldn't want to be Moses. Like, okay, what happened? I got angry. I got angry and threw those commandments down, and, you know, they were already down there worshiping a golden calf, and things that just, it was anarchy. (laughs) Things were just going crazy down there, and I just got mad, and I threw them down and broke them, and God, come on, God scribed them again, gave them to Moses. He said, take these back down. So all of a sudden, we understand that in the Old Testament, we're we're here under the law. I got a lot of things flowing in my my brain this morning, but I want to look at a couple things, and I've been kind of drawing out some diagrams. So under the law, under the law, would you say that there is uh, this, this word here, punishment? Everybody agree? Say, I agree. Uh, how about judgment? Okay, punishment, judgment. I'm telling you, if you messed up under the law... Achan can be one, and his whole family can testify that there was some judgment going on when he stole some coveted things that he really shouldn't have taken, and there was judgment that took place. Ouch. How many of you know, under the law, in order for me to be righteous, how am I going to be able to become righteous but by my works? I know you guys love my hand printing so under the law I become righteous by what by my works by my works by my works if I keep the ten commandments right if I do these things if I keep all ten commandments that I am righteous under the law okay let's look at that first commandment thou shalt have no other gods before me do you know how hard it is to keep this I mean, some things can, come, can, can crop up, and you don't even realize it crops up. In my life, something could become another God other than Jehovah. I used to have an automobile that pretty much was my God at one time. It was sweet, Jerry, a 1969 Mustang Mach 1. Had it for 19 years, baby. It was red, had Mach 1 black and gold stripes on it, had a front spoiler and a back spoiler, and it would do... Never mind. (laughs) 
How many of you think that possibly could become before God? Did I intentionally say that this car is going to be more important than God? No. But all of a sudden, it just could become before God. So how many of you would, well, how many of you would say you probably broke this one? You don't have to raise your hand because then you'd be going, I don't want to be dead. Lightning going to come in. We broke this. I broke this. All right, let me just, let me just do it that way. Okay, thou shalt make unto thee any graven image. I mean, you know, a lot of us don't have, a lot of us don't have Buddhas sitting on, a, on, our, on our fireplace. Sitting right there. Or another graven image sitting there that you have got time. You go in and you worship this thing or this image that's in, in your house or whatever it might be. And how many of you would, some might say, I may have broken that? You, you may not have. A lot of in America, we, a lot of us don't realize it, but we may be breaking this and don't realize it. How about the third one? Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. I broke it, so I'm going to say broke it. I've broken that. Okay? How about remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy? Under the law, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Somebody's going to say, well, pastor, what are you doing? You, I'm going I'm to install some flooring today. <gasps> I'm working right now. Jesus said, never mind, I'm not even going to go into what Jesus said about it. But I've broke it. Anybody say broke it? Say I broke it. Yeah, we got some honest people in here. Okay, the honor of the father and thy mother. How many broke that? <laughs> I broke that, baby. Thou shalt not kill. You murdered somebody? Maybe not physically. Maybe I thought that I murdered them. Maybe my words murdered them. Say, I broke that one. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Been there. Committed adultery. Broke that. <laughs> Somebody said broke that. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Come on, how about every time I raise my hand, you say guilty. <laughs> Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Guilty. Thou shalt not covet. So we could go through all ten of these and we could see, first of all, that we broke them. So once a year, because the nation of Israel, if the nation of Israel sinned, there was punishment, judgment, it was works. Once a year, a priest came into the Holy of Holies and atoned for the sin of Israel. So guess what that did? It put me back in right relationship with God. Are you with me? Okay, now I want you to understand. Abraham is right here with grace. Moses comes in and he gets the Ten Commandments of the law. And there is so much in the law that you could look and see what Jesus did if we start viewing it through the right eyes. I praise God for his grace. There's something between the Old Testament and the New Testament that changes everything. Does anybody want to know what that is? Okay, I know some of you are like, I'm afraid to call it out. I was afraid in school when I called it out. And I was wrong, and they were like, nah, wrong. And they came in, carried me off, and beat me severely around the head and shoulders. <laughs> hey, thank you, sweetie. 
Thank you very much. I can draw that in stickmen. Between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there's something that we can't forget about. There's something right here behind this board that we can't forget about. Say the cross. Okay, so would you agree that I become righteous according to the law by obeying and following the laws and rules? Yes? Those of you agree, put your hand up, say, I agree. Let's see, we got 6, 8, 10, 15. Those that don't, put your hand up, we'll go back over this. <laughs> so the law, it would be the law that would make me righteous. Are you with me? So it wasn't, it was, it was by me keeping the law, then all of a sudden I could become righteous. Are you with me? So now I am, I'm righteous because I didn't kill anybody, I didn't shoot anybody, I didn't have a graven image. I, I didn't use the Lord's name in vain. I, you know, kept the Sabbath. When I was in Israel in 2000, do you know they, they actually have an elevator that on the Sabbath it actually runs so you don't push the button? Because that's considered work. You would prepare food the day before in order to have food for your family because you weren't going to work. Okay? So that was the law. How many of you realize... I don't know. How many of you think you could keep this? Let me, let me put it this way. How many of you would say that I've broken one, if not all of these? Anybody? we got six or eight of us, ten of us. Come on, come on. Have you broken these? Okay. I'm going to have you put up James 2.20, if you would. James 2.20. See, because the Bible tells us that if we've broken one, we've broken them So the nine I broke is the same thing as the one you broke. <laughs> Hello? So under the law, I'm made righteous by what? By my works. Oh, you guys are getting this. You getting it over here in this section? I'm, I'm made righteous by my works. By I got to live right. I got to be right. I got to do right. I got to act right. I got to speak right. I got to see right. I got to do right. I gotta, you know, I got to be I got to be perfect. Some of us would think perfect. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to live and I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to operate in these things. So by the law. So I, don't want, I want to advert punishment. I want to invert judgment. Hello, are you with me? See, how many of you realize that by this right here, I would achieve righteousness? Achieve. Say achieve. By keeping the law, I would achieve righteousness. And if I broke one and I broke them all, were you able to pull up James 2.20? Good job. Because I want, just wanted to, 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 to let you see that scripture. So when I look at this and I thought, you know what? I don't know about you, but I've operated in the law. Hello? I've operated in the law and I thought, man, you know what? I got I to gotta look right. I got to be right. I got to act right. I got to do all these things right. And if I don't do these things right then lightning's going to come from heaven and it could kill me. And then when I did something that wasn't right, Richard, lightning didn't come from heaven and it didn't kill me. Are you with me? So I look at these things and I say, okay, the law. I'm caught up in the law. I'm operating in the law. I'm operating in the law. I'm operating in the law. The law, the Torah, the Mosaic law, 
the law of Moses. You can hear all these are different terminologies that you'll see in the New Testament that talks about the law of Moses, the law of Moses, the law of Moses, the law of Moses were these Ten Commandments. But if you were to go to Exodus 20 and you started reading about those Ten Commandments and then you kept reading, guess what? There's more. There's all sorts of laws. You just keep reading them, and there's more, and there's more, and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, Sunday laws, family laws, Levitical laws, there's all, you know, all these different things, and you're thinking, oh, I can't do this. What's the difference between then and now? Okay? What's the difference between then and now? What is the difference between then and now? The cross. The cross changes things. So, if, under, if I'm, I'm, I'm a law and I'm going to come through the cross, then guess what I'm going to operate in? Okay? Are you with me? If I've got punishment and I come through the cross, then I can end up with forgiveness. Come on, somebody. N-E-S-S. You're like, why didn't you write all this out beforehand? Because I wasn't sure I was going to do this. <laughs> The Old Testament. How many we make the Bible hard? There's one point I want to want you to get today concerning the Old Testament. The Old Testament taught everybody involved in the Old Testament that they needed a savior. This right here really and truly all pointed It was all done for one reason, and it was to point us right here. Oh, I could color that in and make that really look good. In the Old Testament, you read it, and it's about Jesus. In the Old Testament, you read it, it's like, you can't keep the laws. We can't keep the laws. I can't keep the law. I can't keep the law. I can't keep the law. What am I going to do? I can't keep the law. So you just quit. We operate in the New Testament. We operate under grace. We operate under forgiveness. In order for me to have righteousness, I'm going to put the big R, in the Old Testament, I had to live by the law. How many of you know when I come through the cross, the big R isn't about how I live. It's about what Jesus Christ has done for me on the cross. It's not by works, lest any man boast. Hallelujah. So I'm in right relationship with God, not by what I've done or what I haven't done. Can I get an amen? That ought to make somebody go, whoa! That's me, baby, because I can't keep the law. I can't keep the law. I'm trying, but I can't keep the law. But I've got the blood of Jesus Christ that covers me and cleanses me from all unrighteousness. His blood makes me righteous. It's not by what I do. Come on, somebody. It's what Jesus has done for me. That ought to bring a good amen. I know you're thinking here. I don't know if I understand it. You know why? Because what we do is we mix this with this. Our forecast today is a little of the Old Testament with the New Testament. We're going to go and hold the law, but then we're going to add more grace to it. Brother, you better line up and straighten up and do the things the right way. But if you don't, we'll just apply a little more grace to it. You better come in line, and you better come in line now. Come on. I'm not telling you a story here. We're revealing some truth here this morning. Okay? So we come through the cross. 
we move from achieving righteousness to receiving righteousness. So don't think you're all that in a bag of chips. Outside of Christ, you're not. But listen to this. You say, well, that's an oxymoron. But inside of Christ, you are all that in a bag of chips. But it didn't happen by what you did. It happened by what he did for us. Can we give Jesus some praise in the house? Hallelujah. It's about him. It's about him. This morning when we were, we were comparing, we're comparing, we're comparing. Everything should be compared to this, not compared to that. Because what happens sometimes when, when I'm an, I was a new believer and I thought, well, I didn't know a whole lot about grace, but I thought, okay, I does the Ten Commandments. Let me line up with that, and I broke them. I only broke one, but if I broke one, I broke them. So you know what I wanted to do? Quit. Get this Christianity junk I'll go back into the world and you've got friends you've got neighbors you've got family members that are doing the same thing because what they're trying to do is they're trying to live up to this when Jesus has said you live here and I'll take care of Under the law, where's my things? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Lord. Under the law, this right here happened. What's that word? Everybody. Well, where did the people die? You know what I mean? When they when they when they died, where did, did they go to heaven? You think about the Old Testament. What did Jesus do? Didn't he go down into paradise and get those? <laughs> because that was. But guess what? I'm, I'm in Christ. And because I am a new creation in Christ Jesus, this comes through the cross to be this. Oh, come on, I got the goosebumps up in here. See, some of you still don't believe it because you're still trying to be here. Okay. How do I explain grace? Grace is explained. You ever seen these shows... Extreme makeover. Not extreme home makeover, but extreme makeover. You know what I mean? Where somebody just really looks bad. <laughs> I mean, I, I need to talk to the women. They've seen it. They're like, look, man, that, that girl looked bad. But after she got a makeover, she looked. It was like, Wow! I didn't like her when I was younger. And man, she's single now, and I'm single. Woo, baby. <laughs> Hello? Right? Because she went through and she had a makeover. And it was an extreme makeover. What happened from here to here was an extreme makeover. 
What do you mean it was extreme? It was extreme because I couldn't live by the law and operate by the law and be in the law. So I wanted to quit, and it got pretty extreme at times. So I wanted to quit, and somebody said, oh, keep going. It's all right. Keep going. Keep moving. Keep doing that. Keep doing it. Keep going. Keep going. And then all of a sudden, I realized that I was living here, but I was trying to be here. But I didn't know what this was or this to its fullness. And I tried to live here, and I would slip back into here. Oh, man. Y'all okay? Are you okay? You getting this? So the righteousness of God, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So in Christ Jesus, then I move from death to life, sickness to health, poverty to wealth, weakness to strength. Oh, come on. You guys are getting this thing. You're getting this thing. So we understand where we are. We've got now before that. See, guess what was before the law? And you can go through and you can read Galatians and you can read Ephesians and it talks about the law. You can read Hebrews and, and it talks about the law. The law did this. The law was sin. The law did that. It caused you to be this. It, the law was this. The law was this. And it's, it, we've got to understand that we've got to move out of the law and into the grace of God. I, I'm not perfect. And you aren't either. But I am perfect because I am in Christ and the grace and the forgiveness and the life and the righteousness is in me and that makes me mature. We got three people over here that got it. Woohoo! Amen. See, this is what's going to set us free. This is what's going to set us free because what I want to do is I want to stay away from this. I'm talking about me personally. Personally, I would be over here, but I'd bring some of this in. The moment, the very moment I begin to bring law in, then I do away with this. That's sobering. So if I'm going to operate here, and whatever was here didn't matter. And I can't do that. Because this cross is the most important thing in my life. And it's not just the cross itself. But you understand, if we stay in the law, and we live in the law, and we operate in the law, then we do away with this. And we make it what the Scripture says of no value. The Scripture says that you take the blood of Jesus and you trample it underfoot. Is it rocky? Is it tough? Is it hard? Because the times where I feel a pull, I almost feel a pull. Because this right here is here also. And what happens when I bring this through? Y'all see this? Yes or no? Is that what the scripture says? 
He says he became Does that mean sin is done away with? No, there's still sin. Do you hear me? I was reading it, Joseph Prince, and he said, I am vehemently opposed to sin. So I want you to know this right now today. I agree. I am vehemently opposed to sin. Sin has consequences. Don't think it doesn't. Even here. But sin doesn't have its hold on me. Oh, come on, somebody. When I'm here, sin's got me. It's got a hold on me. It's got a hold on me. It's got to hold me. And Paul says, the things that I want to do, I don't do. The things that I don't want to do, I keep doing. Oh, who's going to save me from this body of flesh? I'm just a wretched man. I just can't. I just don't know. I mean, it's just so bad. Because he's more sin conscious than he is righteousness conscious. When I start forgetting about my sin and I move into the things of God and I realize He's forgiven me, when I make a mistake this morning, this morning before I come to church, I can apply the blood of Jesus Christ and say, I've been forgiven. Amen. Oh, no, no, you didn't hear me. I have been forgiven. No, it has moved away as far as the east is from the west. God is not looking at this on my life right now because I am a believer. Hallelujah. No, 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 you don't understand that. You didn't hear that. You, what are you talking about, preacher? Are you trying to tell me that God doesn't see my sin? If he does, now this is going to shake some religious demons, and we'll cast them out and we'll get you set free. Amen? If he does see this, then where does it leave this? That's the question I've had to ask. If he sees my sin, and if he's holding my sin against me, then where does it leave this? Right? Isn't that a good question? Do you want to answer the question? Do you want to come and really get an understanding of the question? You've got to come Wednesday night. Sin still has consequences on my life. I was a believer and went through a divorce and it still has consequences in my life. But I received this. Because of this. And now I can have this. And not this. And if he did it for me, he'd do it for you, Eric. If he did it for me, he'd do it for you, Terry. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. And he's done it for me. So I'm not going to look at this. In fact, how about we do this? Well, let me do this. Help me, Holy Spirit. It's big here, isn't it? First of all, sins 
been dealt with by the cross. It still has effects in my life. Do you, you agree with this? You agree with this? I mean, you know, I can, I can go out here and shoot somebody, and I still, I still got to end up in front of the judge. And I could end up behind bars for a long time. See, that's why when people, people that break the law and they're incarcerated, they keep looking at this instead of this. Because society says, oh, you messed up here. You in trouble. Yeah, pay your debt to society. Pay your debt to society. But first of all, when you come to Christ, you are a new creation. I said the old has passed away and the new has come. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I am not going to live here, although there's a pull for me to live here and try to be righteous by my works. When God says, no, you're only righteous because I sent my only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish. And he became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It is a gift given to me, and I receive that gift, and I operate in life in the New Testament, and I'm not going to operate in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. So some of you may be new believers, and we jump right into the Old Testament, and it will mess you up. It'll mess you up. But if you're looking at it, everything will point that you've got to have a Savior. You've got to have a Savior. There's a Messiah, and He's coming. You know, you look at it, He's coming. He's coming. There's a Messiah. He's coming. It's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Isaiah says He's coming. Jeremiah says He's coming. Daniel says He's coming. All they prophets, they're all pushing it, saying, you can't live by that law. You can't stay in that law. You thought you could, but you couldn't. But we got one coming. Well, I could unpack some more stuff here. That's enough. I'm saved by the blood of Jesus Christ and that only. It's like here you're a servant and here you're a son. See some of us that went through that? Our identity, Chris, right? Here you're a servant and here you're a Say, I'm a son of God. I'm a son that serves. See, son that serves. A son that serves. Son that serves. I don't serve my father. Because if I don't, he's going to hit me with a lightning bolt. Is that hard for you today? Is that difficult for you? I serve him because he's my daddy. I serve him because we talked about it Wednesday night. I got the same DNA as dad's got. Something changed. Something changed. And when you're here, it doesn't give you the right to just violate all the laws. In fact, you're going to find that the law of grace is higher than the the law of the Ten Commandments. In the Old Testament, I'll give you one example. Can I give you one example? In the Old Testament, it says, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. You hit me, I'm smacking you back. Come on, big boy. <laughs> do you know what I mean, right? That's what it's right. He says, why don't you just take him out back and duke it out? And us guys, we would be glad to. The girls are like, why don't you talk it out? Talk, forget that. Come on, buddy. Step outside. Right? And guys, I've been there. We go outside and we duke it out and we're done and we're in. Next thing you know, we're buddies. Because we duked it out. 
And that is easier than what the New Testament says. Because the New Testament says, when you wrong me, Mark, when you drag me, I'm going to go with you not just one mile, two. When you steal something from me, I'm going to say, how'd you like them pants? Man, here, that's a coat too. That's harder than us just going outside and settling it. Sometimes it's like, let's just do this. Let's just do this. When the New Testament, under operating in grace, brings us into a higher form of life. We're learning when you're dealing with issues of people, sometimes it's easier just to cut them off. Cut them off. Fine. That might be this. It'll give us new revelation when Jesus said, pull your eye out. Cut your hand off. He wasn't talking about you physically cutting your hand off, y'all. Because he was talking about Old Testament. It's better for you to cut your eye out, pull it off. Back then they were like, okay, let's cut it off. He's saying, no, you got to give them grace. You got to give them mercy. You got to give them love. Oh, come on, are you getting this? So we're in a shift. We're in the greatest shift of our life, entire life. And I love it. Oh, my goodness. It's like fresh water to me. Oh, my goodness. It's like swimming around. It's like, you know, when it says the deep cries out to deep, we're talking about out of the Bible says out of the innermost being flows rivers of living water. That's the stuff that's deep inside of you. And the deep things of God are crying out to the things deep inside your spirit. And you know what? Today, I know some of you are going, click, I got it. That's absolutely right. I've been over here. And I got to get over here. And I keep trying to be over here. And I know I need to be right here. (laughs) And I'm going to hang out over here. And I'm going to tell others they ought to be over here. When we need to say, no, you need to be right here. So then when the enemy tries to get you and he says by the law, it's Sunday, you can't go to church, then you know what you did this past week? You can say, oh, yeah, I can go to church because, Father, I'm far, I'm sorry, forgive me, and I can begin to step into here, and I can come right here, and I can say, wow, hallelujah, hey, Jesus is in the house, I'm in the house, what's up in there, here we go, baby, let's worship the Lord. You can lift up your holy hands, and it's not about what you have done, it's not about your works, it's about what Jesus Christ has done for us to give you grace to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly hallelujah hallelujah that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking can we get the worship team will you go get tatum let's come i'm gonna have the worship team come on up come on let's give the lord some praise in the house see you know what that's why oh i don't feel worthy to worship what what i'm gonna jason will you guys pull this off as a drive that baby right over there. Vroom, vroom. See, I used to come in and not feel worthy to worship. Because somehow it just happens that my wife and I might get a discussion the day before or the morning of. Now we're really good about that. We we're staying in God's grace. 
but years ago with her first husband. I mean, isn't that the way it happens? You guys can get along great. And then Saturday night, could you, you get ready to go to church in the morning. Church, I got things I got to do. You know what really is happening inside? I'm really not worthy. Because I kind of said some things this week that I shouldn't have said. Or I kind of thought some things that I shouldn't have thought. And if I go in there, it's just not going to be right. It's just not going to be right, so forget it. I'll do something else. I'll find something else to do instead of step into the things. Of, oh, you're there? Wow, you're fast. You got translated. Shoot. Be right here. So what I want you to understand is that we can operate in the law, and if you want to operate in the law, you can stay in the law. And we'll love you. We'll bless you. You won't be able to stay in the law long. Because we're going to pour God's grace and His mercy upon your life. And you're going to think, well, i got to get out of that law. I'm going to step into what God has for me. And some of you are looking at it because we look at the law and we say, God is a mean, angry God and He's going to slap me down if I do something wrong because you're in the law. And my sins are covered with the blood of Jesus Christ, right? And He's made me righteousness. Behind Tatum, there's a little sign, righteousness. It's a little droopy. <laughs> But I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm right relationship with God, not by what I can do or should have done or could have done or would have done or maybe could have done or maybe should have done or maybe you should have done that I could have done so we could have both been in there. We're there because of the blood of Jesus Christ. It's only the blood of Jesus Christ. So when you look at those things, it's about Him. It's not about you. When you look at those things, it's about the blood of Jesus Christ. It cleanses me from all sin. It washes me from all that junk and garbage. The things in my past are no longer going to hold me back. I am going to allow the goodness and the graciousness of our Lord Jesus Christ to wash over us. Come on, let's just lift your hands to the Lord. Say, wash over me, God. You are a good God. You are a good God. And we're going to celebrate His goodness. Let's celebrate His goodness. Hallelujah. Come on, church, put your hands together.